Leadership is a gift. It's given by those who follow, and you have to be worthy of it. General Mark Welsh, former Air Force Chief of Staff and member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Are you worthy of leadership? Let's talk about it today on the next Simple Step Podcast. I'm Paul Goldsmith. Anyone can be a manager, not necessarily a good manager, but a manager of people and things. They're a dime a dozen. You've probably worked for some good managers, some bad managers, but truly great leadership is more rare. Leadership is a calling. It's incredibly challenging. A full contact sport, at least when you do it well. When leadership is done well, it's worth imitating. I recently gave a talk at a leadership workshop for the Christian music broadcasters. And even if you're not a Christian, I believe what I shared will be beneficial to you if you're a leader of any kind. Because throughout its history, Christianity has produced some really remarkable leaders. The Reverend Martin Luther King, who led the civil rights movement in the United States. William Wilberforce, who led the abolition movement in Great Britain. And Mother Teresa, who ministered to the sick and the poor and the orphaned and dying for nearly 50 years in India. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about leadership. The writer of Hebrews said to remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. I think it instructive that it says to imitate the faith of the leaders. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Don't just listen to what they have to say, but actually do what they did. So consider at the end of your life, what would you like people you led to say about you? What mindsets and behaviors or way of life would you like for others to imitate? The Reverend Tim Keller was one of the most influential and impactful Christian leaders of the past century, and he passed away a few weeks ago, and I was struck by the number of tributes to him that came out afterwards that referenced his humility as a leader. And they also referenced his famous quote on the subject. He said, the essence of humility is not thinking more of myself or thinking less of myself. It is thinking of myself less. That's profound. Not thinking more of yourself or less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. The Reverend Tim Keller was known for being humble because he was more committed to the goal of loving and following God than he was for his own glory. So let me ask you, what is your ultimate goal as a leader? If it's merely to bolster your own ego, good luck with that because So many before you have tried and failed and got to the end of that and realized how empty that pursuit was. But if your idea as a leader is to pursue a goal greater than yourself, then you have to be disciplined to not make it about you, but about the people you serve and how you can lift them up and help them to be the best versions of themselves. As a leader, you have nothing to prove. Just be be a servant leader because great leaders don't go around telling you what a great leader they are or have false humility. They just be someone worth following and they don't fall for the trap of comparison. 
But it's easy to forget that in our society that is always trying to sell us something and tell us that we're not good enough, that we need to have this or buy that or look a certain way to live up to a standard. But it's a moving target. It's never enough. Relax and commit yourself to a goal bigger than yourself. I believe God made us for connection with other people, a relational God made relational humans. And we tend to get things confused when we're constantly comparing ourselves to one another. And that really causes pain, sadness, isolation. If you hope to lead other people, you have to love them well. And if you want to follow in the example of Jesus, who said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. What does it mean to love with all your heart and your mind? God gave you a brain and a heart. When we talk about heart, we're actually just talking about another part of our brain. You've probably heard the popular idea that there are left brain people who are analytical, the accountants, engineering type, and right brain dominant people who are the creative type, the artist. Well, this is not entirely true. We are all dual brained. Everyone has a rational system of the brain and an emotional system in our brain. Jonathan Haidt, who is a psychologist at NYU, came up with a beautiful analogy for these two systems of your brain. To think of them as a human rider atop an elephant. The rider represents the rational system, the part of us that plans and problem solves. The rider may decide to do a certain thing or go a certain way, but it's the elephant representing the beneath the surface emotional system that provides the power. The rider can try to lead the elephant, but when they disagree, guess who wins? The elephant every time. That's why it's so easy to relate to the Apostle Paul when he wrote in Scripture, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. But thanks to neuroscience, we can understand why we sometimes do what we don't want to do. Neurologists have discovered so much about the brain in the past 20 years. It's fascinating. They're learning God designed our brains with way more intelligence and complexity than AI or anything else humans have created. So if you want to lead people well, you have to love them well. You have to use your whole brain. And so how do you develop whole-brained leadership? By increasing your emotional intelligence, or EQ. Your mood drives the mood of the people you lead, and your behaviors influence the behaviors of the people that follow you. You have to work with both your rational brain and your emotional side of your brain. The five most recognized attributes of a high EQ leader are one, self-awareness, two, self-management, three, passion, four, empathy, and five, connections. High EQ leaders know how to keep others focused by understanding what is concerning them most and responding appropriately. Now, there are a number of tools you can use to help improve your EQ as a leader, but I'll share one that's been particularly helpful to me. It's called the PRINT, short for Motivational Imprint. And it's really a breakthrough approach that helps leaders build high-performing teams. 
by understanding our unconscious motivations and how we're all wired a little bit differently. And as a leader, it's critically important that you know that about each of your team members. What drives them? What lights them up? What helps them to operate in their very best self? And what are their triggers that causes them to go into their dark side, their shadow self? The more your team is relationally engaged in operating in best self, the more likely you are to accomplish your goals. The print survey is merely a tool. It's an instrument to get beneath the service, to understand what the other people on your team and yourself, what your unconscious motivations are. It's not a behavioral model. It's not a personality model. It's a motivational model. And once you understand how everyone on your team is motivated, it helps you in three ways. It helps you, number one, to honor the diversity of the members of your team and Remember the platinum rule to treat other people how they prefer to be treated. Number two, it helps you personally to stay in your best self behaviors and mindsets. And number three, it helps others, the members of your team, to stay in their best self. The interpersonal skills, how you relate to one another improves the better you understand where one another is coming from. Because If you don't know, you can't change. Matthew Kelly, author of The Dream Manager, said, An organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that the people who drive that organization are striving to become better versions of themselves. A company's purpose is to become the best version of itself. The question is, what is an employee's purpose? Most would say to help the company achieve its purpose but they would be wrong. That is certainly part of an employee's role, but an employee's primary purpose is to become the best version of himself or herself. When a company forgets that it exists to serve customers, it quickly goes out of business. Our employees are our first customers and our most important customers. End quote. That's your job as a leader, to know and love and truly serve those you wish to lead. Leadership is a gift. Be worthy of it. If you'd like to learn more about the print survey for you or your team, please reach out. My number is 559-574-3210. Or you can send me an email, paulgoldsmith at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And if this is helpful to you, feel free to share it. I'd appreciate that. Your feedback is always welcome. I'll talk to you next time on the next Simple Step Podcast.